You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with Grace Latter. Welcome to Fucks Given. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And we are on a mission to revolutionise the sex space, break down barriers and give the lowdown on all things sexy. Every week, we will welcome a special guest to share with us their juicy details about their best fucks, worst fucks, or even the fucks that changed them. And we'll also hear your guys' sex questions and your worst sex stories. We're all about celebrating your sex. We're removing the stigma around the whole number bullshit. No matter how many people you've slept with, the number never matters because the fucks given are the fucks that made us. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Welcome and welcome, welcome. Sorry, <laughs> Grace, tell us a little bit about who you are. Okay, so um, I am one of those blogger social media people. Mm-hmm. I do a bit of social media management um, mm-hmm. and I am big into the body positivity movement. Yeah. Um, so much so that it's kind of led to me, um, because I have a couple of invisible illnesses, Mm-hmm. and a couple of scars and that has led me into uh, modeling which was very unlikely <laughs> but um yes and i've been mostly underwear modeling which has been really fun. oh my oh, goodness yeah. great yeah. bit of this bit of that what sort of um invisible illnesses if you don't mind me asking no that's cool i am living with a brain tumor Oh, wow! Um, Holy yeah, shit! Got a little little buddy in there, <laughs> and I a couple of years ago I had um, a couple of major bowel surgeries because mm-hmm. brain surgeries weren't enough. I had to get them all in. Oh, clearly, wow. um, <laughs> just greedy. No, I mean <laughs> you know two brain surgeries is not enough. Um, so I had two bowel surgeries, and it's left me with kind of very sometimes very angry bowels, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Oh. Very sexy. Awful. <laughs> Sorry to hear that, my lovely. How's yeah. things at the moment? They're all good. I saw my neurosurgeon recently and he said my tumour is all good Yay. knocking on the table <laughs> um, but yeah it's good because they couldn't remove all of my tumour because um, it's in a very inconvenient place even though it's low grade it misbehaves and it grows back and uh. yeah and bumps against bits it shouldn't be. I didn't know that you could like just live with a tumour inside your head and survive yeah. like my my mum actually had a brain tumour oh, when no I was way. 15 and she was very lucky that it wasn't cancer and mm. she got it removed yeah but she it it affected our, like her life and our life for like a really long time but yeah mm. I didn't realize that yeah. it was an option not to have it removed mm-hmm. no so I had two craniotomies in 2014 and 2015 mm. and they removed my hero my neurosurgeon he removed as much as he could um because it is low grade that's what they say they don't see yeah. benign or malignant as much anymore because oh, okay. you never really know with brain tumors yeah um, and um they're tricky and uh so he took as much as he could out both times the second yeah. time it was because it grew back a little bit and um uh but it's it's low grade it's very unusual my tumor he in fact he said that there may only be like a dozen people in the world who have what i have wow. don't want to brag <laughs> but my brain is very special um he uh so basically it's a low grade tumor um and it's in, deep in my left temporal lobe 
um, between the cerebellum and the brainstem. Mm. And it's also kind of within the optical tracts as well. So he can't remove all of it because obviously he might damage my brainstem, mm. which yeah. would affect me massively. So, um, so he left a little bit over and then got me to have some radio and they zapped it. And so far it's stayed quite small. Yes. So, yeah. That's good. Amazing. Yeah. When did you find out that you had it? Mm. So it was... Um, 2014, um, I started getting my symptoms, like, beginning of the year, sort of like January kind of time, um, which basically were the, so it's in the left side of my brain, and that controls Mm. the right side of your body, Mm -hmm. and vice versa. So the right side of my body basically stopped working. Um, so one day I went into a seminar, I was at uni, I was in my third year, I was writing my dissertation, (laughs) all the pressure, so that didn't help. No. But, um, I... Just went into a seminar one day. I picked up my pen and it just fell out of my hand because I'm right-handed. Mm-hmm. And when um, I was like, "Oh, that's weird," <laughs> and then I kept like trying to handwrite, but it wasn't working. It was like like a kid, like a four-year-old yeah. who just gets a crayon and is like scrawling across the page. Wow. I was like that for like months, Fuck. and um, and I kind of. It was the same with typing. Like I couldn't set my two hands on the keyboard. One would kind of like wobble and like move away. Mm. And then I also found my hand was twitching and then my arm started twitching and it was just the whole like right side just felt really unsettled. I couldn't really describe it. I like tried mm. to describe it to one of my friends who's a physiotherapist. Um, and I was like, it's probably a trapped nerve, right? And it turns out, and I found this out much later, she knew exactly what it was, but she couldn't tell me. Yeah. Oh, which really? must have been so hard for her. She was just like, go Gosh. see a doctor. Yeah, like now. Please go see a doctor. Right now. <laughs> but um, basically that happened. And then I also lost my, I was losing my balance. I was really clumsy. I was falling over. My perception was weird as well. Like when I finally saw a neurologist, like months and months later, he uh, made me walk down a corridor and was just like, just walking a straight line. And you would think that'd be quite simple. But mm. I veered off and walked into the right wall. <laughs> and in my head, I'd been going straight ahead. Yeah. So it was just like a weird sort of off kilter kind of feel. And um, what else happened? When it got to Easter that year, that kind of time, my face on the right hand side started slumping, kind yeah. of like I'd had a stroke. Mm-hmm. And I was only talking out of the left hand side of my mouth. Oh, and that was when people started noticing because I've been hiding it really well. Yeah. Um, and I think because I was so determined to finish my third year of uni, get my dissertation in, do all my assignments, like um, do all my performances because I did drama and creative writing, mm. um, that I was like, I'll get to that later. Do you know what I mean? Like I knew something in the back of my mind was like, this is a big deal. You, yeah. You're not ready for it yet. Just get through everything else and mm-hmm. then we can focus on that. So, mm. and yeah, and then... Uh, took a few tries, had to go to the doctors a few times because um, my uni doctor obviously only saw stu- students. So she was like, mm. oh, you're probably just drinking too much. Oh, you're under God too much so pressure. My <laughs> God. She was like, you're doing your dissertation. Yeah, it's probably just the late nights and all the stress. And that, I was like, that happens a lot with it, these though? things. Mm. My mum my um, got told that she was just going through menopause. <gasps> no way. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's what? insane. I was told by the neurologist. It was honestly, it was so many like fluke things were happening. I think the only reason they referred me to a neurologist was because um, they'd done a few x-rays and like an MRI on my arm, which was ridiculous because my arm was just like bouncing around in the <laughs> machine. So obviously they couldn't see anything. But um, I cried on a doctor and I was like, I think something's really wrong. Can you please like give me to someone yeah. else? They gave me to a neurologist. And the guy um, was doing all these little tests on me and he said, oh, it might be your contraceptive pill. 
Mm-hmm. So adding to the, so I was like, okay, I'll come off my pills. Oh, so adding, <laughs> adding to all the symptoms I was having, I then had like the bloodbath when you come off yeah. your pill. Yeah, it uh-huh. was fucking horrible. Like my and the, sk- the emotion, oh, the emotions and, were oh. high. <laughs> my skin broke out. My boyfriend at the time would like try and put his arm around me, and I'd be like, don't touch me. Everything Fuck. hurts. Like my boobs were really hurting. So I just had a bit of everything. And then the neurologist actually just referred me for a brain scan at the last minute. He was like, oh, let's do that just in case. And then... It's like, oh, but, well. Yeah. Um, but then once they found it, it was like a week I was in hospital. Yeah. So having the op. Yeah. So. That's exactly what happened to my mum. Her optician found it. Behind, yes, that's really that's really really common. And yeah. in fact, when I've had to get eye tests, I've said to the optician every time, just so you know, I know there's something in there. Yeah, like you know. And then the optician's been like, "Oh, let me see." And he sort of goes <laughs> and has a look, and, I'm, and then he goes, "Oh, I can't really see much." I'm like, oh, mm, "Sorry, it's oh, <laughs> probably good." Teach those opticians to look out for it. Mm, look totally. at my brain. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, opticians, I think, diagnose it. Well, not obviously not officially, but mm. like they see things more than the doctors do because yeah. they've just got like a clear shot into your head. So yeah, yeah, weird. Is interesting. Yeah. Has it mm. affects your sex life and your relationships? Yeah. So um, when I had the two surgeries, I was with uh, this um, particular boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Really weird. I was with. I had a boyfriend at the time, yeah. and um, uh, and he and I. I think we were only like six months into a relationship when I had to have this surgery so it felt quite intense and um uh he was great he was very supportive um but i kind of distanced myself a bit and mm-hmm. i noticed how much i had like a couple years later when i was having radio and i like i felt like i could only rely on myself kind of thing mm-hmm. and like and obviously my family was sort of supporting me as well but i would kind of just be doing my own thing and then kind of i, I felt like there was a distance and I definitely, it took me a while after both surgeries to kind of get sexy again and kind of mm. get in there with my boyfriend. Yeah. I've also found that every time I've been in hospital, and obviously I've been in like four or five times now, yeah. um, I, when I come out and I'm in recovery and stuff, like, and obviously like just knackered and like my body's mm-hmm. like not in a good place, mm. it takes me like weeks to like be able to like masturbate again. Yeah. yeah, but when I do, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> <The> stars align. <laughs> it's so good. Like it's it's literally like um it's almost immediate. Like when I kind mm. of like start up, I'm like, oh my god, I miss this so much. Yeah, why yeah. don't why don't I do this more often? Yeah, and you're like, why don't I give myself a week's break and yeah. let it all build up, and then I do it again. But I can't. I can't last that long. No. <laughs> I mean, Every you, day. you have you have been through hell and back, both physically and mentally, and both of those bit. will affect your sex life. Totally, totally. And I think, um, yeah, and I think it was definitely that that kind of got me a little bit out of touch with my body, kind of, in Mm. a lot of sexual experiences I've had since those things have happened. Mm. But it's also, in the long run, been really, really good because I've kind of got to know my body a bit better. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Fuck number one. The last fuck. Okay, so... My last fuck was this morning. Ooh. Oh, juicy. I love it when it's <laughs> fresh. Lovely and fresh. Um, so I've been doing this fun thing with uh, my boyfriend where he knew I was going to be on this podcast, yeah. but I didn't tell him when. Oh, so and smart. Like I was going to, but then he just kind of looks at me when I'm about to tell him, I'm like, oh yeah, so you know, because I've got him into it as well. Mm-hmm. Yay. And um, Yay. we've both been listening. We'll listen together sometimes and then we'll go off and kind of finish episodes on our own or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like before I've 
been like, oh, have, do you want to finish listening to that episode together? And he's like, oh, I've already listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. so, oh, you I know. Love that so much. But when I told him, I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. And he was like, um, oh, when is it? And I hesitated telling him because I was like, do I want to tell him? And then he goes, oh my God, you're not going to tell me. And I was like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> and so it's just been like a running joke for like the last, it's been a while. It's yeah. been like sort of, you know, sort of six or eight weeks ago, I think we, like yeah, first got in touch about it, and um, uh, so yeah, so every sort of fuck since then, it, he's kind of had it in his mind. This could be the one that you have to talk about. <laughs> has he so, been like really so blessing, high performing? He has. Yes, <laughs> he's been trying extra hard. Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah, oh, no, I, I, I hope he's still. You shouldn't tell him that you went in today. Oh my god, never well, tell him. <laughs> that's the thing. I was wondering how to tell him today. I think he's sussed it though because oh. he asked me this morning. So what are you up to today? I was like, oh, I might see my friend later. You know, and um, <laughs> I don't know if we go. We might be going to London or something. You know, I kept it really vague. Yeah. yeah. And then he just texted me while I was having my lunch, and he was like, so you didn't exactly tell me what you're doing today, and you're going up to London. Hmm. Like this. <laughs> and I'm like, mark, oh. question mark. <laughs> it's like, and I said to my friend damn he's so like beautiful I forget that he's quite smart oh well. yeah <laughs> just blinded by beauty damn <laughs> but yeah no I thought I'd send him like a photo or something like a bit later and be oh, like, yes. so I've had a fun day oh, yeah know, we'll do like we'll a little think. selfie later yeah. I'll be like ah, that'd be cool be like, like, okay. can we go crazy he'll be like, he'll be like oh fuck he'll be like shit <laughs> um, and then be like thinking back like was I okay this morning um, so Wait, was he tell us yes right back to it so uh, he was yes in in a short in short he was um i love morning sex so much Mm. i love it i love it when you kind of you just kind of wake up and you're just kind of like and you sort of kiss a bit and you're like sort of cuddling and stuff and it's like ooh, and it feels really lazy but like also can then suddenly get like really hot and heavy and quite charged and that's what it was like this morning and um uh my well as i said my boyfriend is beautiful Mm -hmm. um and he is quite well endowed he refuses Ooh. to accept it but I'm like you, you're quite you are quite big he's like no I'm not I'm you're like quite average boy. I'm like no no you're definitely big. you're a big boy exactly that's what you need though you need like modesty and big yeah. B- BDE big dick energy yes yeah. totally I'm like yeah <laughs> to be honest, it'd probably be quite annoying if you went around being like, yeah, I've got a massive dick. Oh, oh my gosh. Long. I know guys who do that and it's such a turn no. off. Such oh, a turn yeah. off. And they, they think they can do everything and then it comes down to it and they and can't. And, and they're, they're probably like, oh, not no. even that big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're like, you don't know what you're doing with it. Oh, it's heartbreaking. But, um, but no, so he's so... Sometimes we'll kind of have sex and like he can go quite deep. Mm. Um, and then, and it's fine, it's great. But then other times, like I don't know, it might just be the particular time in my mm. cycle, like my sort of cervix will be sort of hanging there quite low and then it will just get in and it'll be, yeah, and it'll be a bit painful. Um, and this morning was one of those times where I was just like, oh God, okay, T- too much, step back. But yeah. he's really, really yeah. good at like sort of communicating and stuff. So he'll be like, oh, okay, is that too much? I'm like, yeah. And then, <laughs> but then I just let him, but then more often than not, we end up doing it anyway because like a bit of pain. Bit of fun, yeah. You, yeah. You, but, I mean, you get used to it. You slip into yeah. it, and you're like, okay, start gently. Yeah, very gently. Like, you know, I want your penis to move my yeah. cervix, and then fuck. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> move out of the way. But it's so interesting. When I had um, my smear test, actually, my first one. <clears throat> excuse me. The um, the nurse congratulations told me, for getting it done. By the way, thank Bravo. you. Thank yes. you. I got a letter about it, and I was like, yes, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, just do it. 
Uh, and the nurse sort of told me about what the cervix can do, like if it if there's an intruder, what? the cervix can like fold itself up and move off to one side. Oh my! I know. What? Goodness gracious me! What the hell? I did not know this at all, and I was like, why, number one, why, why didn't we learn this at school? Yeah. yeah, weird. One of many things we didn't learn at school. But um, I was just like, so it can it can like retract and decide, no, I don't want this and move out of the way. And she was like, yeah, basically, you know, so wow. you get in there. So they can't always get like an accurate sort of sample when mm. they do a smear test because your That's cervix will so shift out the way. So interesting. So I feel like my cervix does that sometimes when I'm sort of um, having sex with my boyfriend. I don't know. Shit. I wish I knew more. Yeah, it's yeah. like a delicate flower, like recoiling yeah, when it's touched. Yeah, that's how I picture <gasps> it. It's oh, no, it's like no, leave me alone. <laughs> but then obviously, but then obviously, when you're ovulating, it's like yes, I'm here, I'm ready. Give it to me, yeah. give me it. It's like sucking yeah. the sperm in. Like give it, give it. <laughs> Sorry. And you can have cervical orgasms. We learn. Yes. Yeah, what the fuck is that about? Indeed, Holy you can. Shit. And I feel like I haven't had a cervical orgasm, but I've been, I've been nearly there. And yeah. like same with G spot. Like yeah. this, I yeah. still don't know what the feeling, like how it would feel different. Like I don't yeah. know if I've had it or not. I don't no. know either. I, I know what a G-spot orgasm feels like, but then half of me thinks because it can't be there you know like sometimes mm. when you have an orgasm when you feel at the back of your vagina like yeah. pounding away and then you can come but I don't know if that's just like the G-spot orgasm yeah. or the C-spot or the, like, or... repetitive like penetration yeah I mean I've know. also seen mm. um, on, on porn videos before with you know open vagina speculum you can see right inside and they are fucking the actual cervix itself and <gasps> that can be really pleasurable Ooh. wait what yeah like what there's a hole in the cervix that you can fuck yeah well I mean we're talking like tiny tiny like millimeters it's the same with the urethra as well your pee hole because like you can that's where that as well. the, the sperm is meant to what, go yeah right so your penis is fucking no 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 it's millimeters like we're talking like instruments so like sounding so it's what? the speculum is fucking the N- no 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 the, spe- <laughs> <laughs> the speculum <laughs> is flame. what's happening the speculum is holding your vagina open so you can right. see the cervix oh. and your cervix looks like a tiny little like almost like a walnut right in your so if it's, it's different yeah. for different people. Mine's quite low, so it's like really obvious. Some people's are really far up. Yeah. Um, and there is a tiny little hole where the sperm is supposed to go into. Yeah. And that's why, you know, that then obviously in there you've got the cervix and then you can go up to the little floppy tubes. Ooh, so it's, okay. it, it is there. Like, But I mean, mine feels really weird. When I felt mine before, it almost feels like what you'd imagine like a really soft, swollen turtle mouth to be oh. like... like <laughs> You know, it doesn't That's weirdly cute. It's not like a hole, it's almost like a fold for me anyway. I feel like I yeah. need to watch this porno to fully understand. I have to try and yeah, find it. Up. But you get you get like little <laughs> they used to be medical instruments, but they're not anymore because they found there was no fucking medical medical thing about them. They're called sounding rods and yeah. they are for urethra play or urea play. So down down um the penis hole or through your wee hole and you can also use them in your cervix and fuck the cervix oh, that's crazy yeah, to blew me. my mind oh it's like weirdly scientific and kind of hot i don't know like i need someone to fuck my fucking cervix like, yeah you'd have to be such a geek to get off on that yeah yeah that's me yeah yeah that's fully me <laughs> geek. i mean like geek i was like i don't like, think oh science I th- yeah it was very much i didn't come from it i was like this is new what is going on yeah. something's going on downstairs i like yeah. this like but like i'm just more interested fascinated watching it like, yeah. Wow. Like my boyfriend's Why? trying to like 
give me every kind of sort of orgasm and wow. every kind of pleasure. Like, he said before, he's been like, okay, so I've done the clit, I've done like gone down on you, done the clit, done the sort of, you know, with my hands and stuff, which he's very good at. And then, you know, obviously like penetrative as well, which obviously is very hard. So, mm, the, so hard. Yeah. And then, so now he's just like, okay, now we've just got to work on what's up in there, like cervical and... and oh, I love like, him. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's, uh, he's incredible. Yeah. You can, <laughs> he works very hard. Um, he, you can have other bodily orgasms as well, like nipple orgasms, yeah. um, feet orgasms, you can oh. cut, like a footgasm. Anal um, orgasm. Yeah, anal, oh, of, yeah, course, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Um, ear orgasms. Oh my God, there's so many. Like oral. So many. But yeah, oh. maybe. Possibilities are endless. Yeah. I was literally just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, room. Fuck two. The first fuck. The first fuck was your standard, like, 16-year-old couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we... It was it was weird because I had wanted to have, to have sex since I was like fourteen. I was like ready. I'm glad I didn't at fourteen. But mm. this sort of boyfriend when I was sixteen, we'd been together like two or three months. We were together over a year in the end. But um, he, it was really weird. So I stayed round um, his place. I would stay around his house quite a lot. But I wasn't allowed to sleep in his room. I'd have to sleep in the of spare course. room, <laughs> even though we would have all this time, like the two of us, in his room beforehand. Yeah. And then I'd have to leave his room and go down the hall. Was that yeah. was that the parents' rules? Yeah, that was the parents. That's, that happened to me in my first relationship as well. Yeah. And it was just like and we literally so... just fucked in my empty parents' house. Yes. And now I'm coming over and I have to sleep. Downstairs. Yeah, yeah. You're not saving them from nothing. Dang. They're doing it anyway. No, it's like you're not. You're just gonna stop what's happened before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. funny. But like we'd make out quite a lot, and like I just remember like the making out being really, really good. Obviously, as a teenager, it was such a big thing. Oh, like you're so yes. horny as a teenager, and like mm-hmm. you have like sort of dry humping or whatever. You guys had a better word for it. I can't remember what it was. Like clothes. Oh yeah, yeah we, we came up with it. What oh, was it? See if you can remember. Fotage or something. It was an art. Uh, well, that's like when you like, trouser. That's rubbing. Trouser. Oh, something. tribbing. Tribbing. No, that it wasn't no. what we were. It was in our episode with Maria. Yeah, when we were like trying to think of a cool oh, no, word it was, for it. It wasn't a Maria episode. It was something else. Yeah. But anyway, yes. Okay, so <laughs> we would do. So we would do that. Whatever we want to call it. Yeah. And then. Um, when I stayed over at his, he'd always come into the spare room in the morning and we'd like make out in the spare room bed and stuff and it was lovely. And that might be what started my obsession with like morning sex. Ooh. So he, I don't know, psychological there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would be making out and stuff. And then this one particular day, it had been like two or three months in and he was making out with me and he goes, and <laughs> he's on top of me. And then he just goes, Grace. And I was like, what? And he goes, I have a condom. And I was like... <laughs> cool <laughs> and literally like my mind was just like what what and I was just like jerked out of like my sort of mood and I was like what and he goes do you want to use it and I was like uh, and I was like there, there have definitely been better propositions I was yeah. just like I have a condom do you want to use it yeah. and so I was like uh, and for some reason part of me don't know what it was just kind of went uh, no, no not yet mm. kind of thing and I can't explain what it was I just said no not yet and he was like, okay, cool, no problem. We just carried oh, on making lovely. out. Yeah, he was nice. But then he pestered me for a couple of weeks. Oh. And, um, and every time we'd be making out and he would just be like, okay, so, you know, do you want to do, do it? And I'd be like, no, no make out in peace. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, just let me just make out. You know, you can just come yeah. in your pants. Jeez. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Did you tell him that you would let him know when you were ready? I think I did eventually. Yeah. I was like, you know what? You'll know when. <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing, you know. Um, and then, but then the actual first fuck happened on a day when I went around his house, all his family were out. 
Um, and he had been, I think he'd been at like rugby or something in the morning um, and he had to have a shower. Mm. and he left me in his room and I was just like oh my god this is it I want to do it okay so <laughs> yeah. he'd got in the shower <laughs> so I like stripped off and like walked down the hall went into the bathroom and was just like just knocked on the like glass cubicle of the shower oh. I was like hey and he goes oh my god okay and like <laughs> I got in and stuff and we were just like making out in the shower sort of washed each other and stuff which is quite cool that's cute and then it was cute and then we sort of went back into his room and like just sort of dried off a little bit and then just sort of like got on his bed and just did it and it didn't take any time at all for him bless him he was so pumped for it though oh yeah yeah he'd been waiting <laughs> probably months if not years yeah. really <laughs> bless him but um but no but then after that we kind of obviously we had that bond I don't know it's just like the first person you sort of sleep with it's kind a of shag that, bond. that weird bond yeah <laughs> and so but we would have the most boring sex ever like we had it we had oh. i'm so sorry that's so mean but we had like but obviously we're 16 we don't know any yeah. better but we had like a routine mm-hmm. we'd go up to his room we'd be making out like sort of standing up and then we'd yeah. take off our own clothes and fold them over his desk chair oh then we'd get in his bed we'd be in our underwear so i'd yeah. have my bra and my pants on we'd get in his bed and then just make out in his bed a little bit lying side by side in this little single bed and then i would roll on top of him so he could take my bra off Literally, I remember every step. Wow. And because that was sexy, taking, <laughs> taking the girl's bra off. And then... Um, was he good at it? Because boys aren't. I mean, he he got... Yeah. Like, he sometimes was, he I was can't take good. my own That's fucking good. bra off. Yeah, no. It's so hard. I wear mostly like crop top kind of bras now. I don't yeah. really wear any underwired or like clippy ones. So it's mm-hmm. very easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he would do that. And then we'd lie side by side and he'd like get the condom out from under the pillow and be mm. like, are you ready? And I'd be like, yeah. And then he'd just put it on and just get on top of me and just like get in and just fuck me like that and like so there wasn't really yeah so there wasn't much foreplay except I would often give him like hand jobs blow jobs and um but nothing he, for you nothing for me mm. he, in fact he tried to go down on me once because i asked him after like six months of having sex i worked yeah. up the nerve i was like so i heard you can do that to girls too can you because i was really limited in my experience yeah. mm-hmm. and i said i heard you can do that to girls too would you do you want to do you want to try it and he was like yeah okay like very reluctantly and just uh. kind of got down like between my legs and started like just looking lasted about like 30 seconds came up and just goes, mm, I'm not gonna lie, that didn't taste that good. Oh, for fuck's sake. And I was just like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. So God. I was like, it's That's fine, you don't have to do it again. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's traumatizing to hear yeah. it. It fucks you up at that age because you, totally. you're already quite self conscious about your vagina, plus your vagina smell, plus everything when you're just learning how to figure out mm-hmm. your body and someone else's body yeah totally. oh, fucking so, yeah. so sorry babe that's yeah. not fair at all it's okay and he didn't right. know obviously I mean he's, he's got a long term girlfriend now and I just sometimes I just think about it and I go oh, I hope he you know her some yeah. <laughs> you know they've been together like yeah. quite a few years now I'm like I'm yeah. sure she's asked for it and he's done it did, did it give you like a hang up about it like after that a did bit you? yeah I didn't I think the the next person I slept with who was like one of my best friends actually he mm. um, he sort of w- uh, went down on me and stuff and I remember thinking oh my god like he's doing this for me this is so good of him like I know it's not very nice I know it's not very pleasant for oh. a guy and that was kind of my mentality for like the next few fucks after that yeah. I was kind of like oh, he's going down on me and I like couldn't enjoy it because I would yeah. be so like caught up in the oh that's not very nice for a guy to do kind of feel oh that's such a horrible feeling to have Mm -hmm. it got sorry no i was gonna say it got better when i started like 
having sex like at uni kind of age yeah. but yeah mm-hmm. it fucked me up for a couple of years well you need someone to bring you out of it and just say like wow your vagina's beautiful and you taste amazing yeah. and then you're like holy shit yes. <laughs> some people oh, shit. actually love eating uh, up obsessed yes. about it like yeah. oh, that's, that's what they get off totally. on yeah mm. and it is it can be so hot yeah I've been with a couple of guys who get really turned on by that and I'm like yeah. I'm so grateful because I'm like yeah, okay, yeah. yeah this is how it should be yeah kind of thing. fuck three the best fuck. So my best fuck, my best fuck as a person is my current boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, he's brilliant, and uh, but and which is great because before that, like my best fuck, annoyingly was still this guy that I slept with in my first year of uni. Mm. Um, and I was like, come on, someone needs to like beat him you know yeah. <laughs> please um, because it's especially awkward because he's now married and he has a baby oh, and like fuck. we're yeah and I'm like oh it's just really awkward now like I can't wank over him anymore I can't like you know <laughs> no one's getting someone has to do better than him so I can yeah. focus on someone anyway so um but I think that was particularly good with that guy because we were like best friends and yeah. it was at uni when like casual sex had just kind of come into my life and I was like, yeah. oh, I can just sleep with people and like it's no big deal kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But we had this really lovely friendship and then we would like just fuck all the time and yeah. And then I ruined it by falling in love with him. Oh no. As you do. I'm sorry. But it's fine. And you know, it, but it was always really fun like cause we were on again off again hating each other we had a lot of hate sex and really as, yeah as we went through uni and Why? um yeah i, I we, remember hate sex like the oh, anger and the frustration of being that so age hot. and then yeah like you get so pissed off for someone especially if you really like them mm. they piss you off and, yeah. and then hate sex is not really ever really recommended it's not a good no, thing it's not healthy <laughs> no it's, it's not healthy but it can be very sexy it can be very good yeah and like, i can imagine it being hot yeah. I don't think I've ever done it. Oh, angry sex. Well, like makeup sex, they say. Yeah. You know, when you make up after an argument. Yeah, yeah. makeup sex is good. Mm. I don't know. I'd have this, um, but I'd have this hate sex with him, and we'd like sort of go home together after night out, and like we weren't like officially sort of still sleeping together, but we would every now and again. And yeah. like um, my housemates in second year. Um, would always complain and be like, oh, you're too loud, like like this. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay. And But then and they would just kind of like nag me about it and be like, oh, can you not, can you not kind of thing. Like Fuck really sake. negative. No. But then one time the guy in the room next to me recorded me oh! when I came home with this particular guy and like, because we were like shouting at each other during sex and stuff like, oh, I fucking hate you and stuff. And like, <gasps> it was really, really hot and really great. But he recorded it and then played it to all his friends. Oh my God, no. that's awful. And all his mates like started like sort of shouting at me as I walked past them like on oh campus and God. stuff like oh like, we heard you that's kind literally of thing. revenge porn I swear actually to yeah. gross that's yeah. pros- prosecutable yeah so gross is. and then the other one would like these are two guys I lived with the other one would like post on my Facebook while I was having sex and be like can you quiet down like and oh everyone would fuck. see it it was what so negative what on Facebook yeah <gasps> on Facebook. I know but it was My fine. Cause that's when everyone used it as well. But that's yeah. fucking. That's when you posted on people's walls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> About so things. everyone would see all the posts. I know. Jesus. Yeah. That's cyberbullying. I'm so sorry, yeah. babe. That's fucking oh, it's awful. Okay. It's what, okay. Why, was, why were they like that? What yeah. university well, was this? I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call oh, up their parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because I. Um, I then kind of got, it wasn't like revenge, but I like sort of said to one of them, can you just stop being a dick kind of thing? And then I said, um, and then I just got quite deep because I was like, just because, you know, when your girlfriend comes around, I don't hear a thing. (laughs) (laughs) thing. And he was just like, and kind of like shuffled off. I was like, yeah. (laughs) So it was fine. It was fine in the end. Fuck number four. 
the worst fuck. Okay. Uh, worst would be... Okay, so we got a couple of stories here. And if I may, the first one's a bit dark. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you had um, Emily Malice, who I love, I've yeah. her on Instagram for ages. Um, when you had her on, she talked a bit about um, feeling obligated uh, yeah. when you're in a relationship. And mm-hmm. my last relationship, I definitely felt very obligated, especially towards the end. Um, I would enjoy it sometimes, but towards the end, not really. Mm-hmm. And there were times even when he would be like, and it, it wasn't his fault. I think it was just me feeling like, well, I've got to do this because he's my boyfriend, yeah. even if I'm not completely in the mood. Mm. And when I stopped kind of feeling sort of physically attracted to him towards the end, I would still do it. And that would just make me really upset and mess up yeah. my head. Um, and And he wasn't really aware, but like I didn't make him aware either. So, you know, it's nobody's fault. But um, but then after that ex and I broke up, um, we saw each other again, like a couple weeks later. And because um, we had sort of tickets to this thing and I'd already booked the hotel mm. and I tried to get like a twin room. I tried to swap it to a twin room because it was like a bit out of the way for either of us to get home after. And um, uh, but they had no extra room. So we had to have a double room. And I made it really clear from the beginning. I was like, OK, I'm, I'm getting changed into my pajamas in the bathroom, like full yeah. on pajamas. And then I think I put a pillow between us, like where he would be sleeping. And then I was like, OK, good night. And like turn the light off. And um, but he still like tried mm. to sleep with me, like the, well to um, have sex with me. You and made it so clear. I, I did make it very very clear. And like I'm a bit sort of angry with myself because it was a few years ago. And if that happened to me now, like because there was just a lot of groping and a lot of pushing himself like into me kind mm-hmm. of thing. He he was sort of naked and stuff. And and I think if that happened to me now, I would turn around and say, fuck off. Like, yeah. get out of here. Like, I, d- I don't want to see you, like, leave the hotel. Like, I don't yeah. care where you sleep or whatever. But then I was so, like, frozen, I think, with fear. And also because I felt a bit guilty still because I'd broken up with him. Mm-hmm. And I put it off for a really long time as well because I didn't want to hurt him. Um, so when that happened... I was like, oh, mate. And, and it flashed through my mind even at one point, like maybe I should just so that he won't be up, he won't be as hurt or something. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to. And like mm. I was pushing him off and stuff at one point. Mm. And then I just was like, no, kind of thing. But I didn't say it loudly enough, I don't think. Yeah. But um, we don't know how to say it. Again, yeah. we're not taught how to, because it is an awkward situation that you're in and you don't want to upset the other person, don't want to make the situation more awkward. Yeah. But you, oh, you also don't know how they're going to react. Yeah, no yeah. idea, because it could, could make it worse totally. they could mm-hmm. run around screaming or they could ugh, who knows yeah. but the best thing you can do is just to be like clear and honest and say mm-hmm. no I, I don't want to do this now I don't want to have sex with you totally. it's hard it's a hard thing to do in that moment it though it is yeah and I mean it, it sounds really silly but like I'm almost not glad but like I appreciate that that happened because like after we'd broken up I'd literally been crying for like two weeks which mm. was like you know had to happen but mm. Um, and then after that happened, I was like, okay, now I know that I I can't like get back together with him. I don't want him in my life anymore, kind yeah. of thing. And that was almost like the cutoff where I was like, no, absolutely not again, because I had been wondering. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was not okay. So not the obligation kind of feeling. Those were the worst sort of fucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now uh, I, <laughs> I have options. 
for you ladies. So I was trying to think of like worst fucks and I've had a few. <laughs> I've had a few bad fucks. Yeah. And I would say there are three that are in the same kind of um, sort of ballpark of how they how bad they were, basically. So if I give you code names, I'd like you to choose which story. Oh, I'm exciting. <laughs> Is that cool? <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. Cool. So first we have... Uh, a man who is known as Big Dick Shitshag. Oh my god, fuck it. Okay. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. The second is Arms and Abs. <laughs> <laughs> and the third is The Family Friend. Oh, oh god, god that sounds creepy at the end there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't realise. <Sure. laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, what tickles your fancy? Oh god, they all sound so good. Um, <laughs> There's Arms and Abs, Big Dick. Shit show. Oh, shit show. <laughs> and family friend. I mean, I quite like the first one. Yeah, I think the first one. Big dick shit show. Really? Okay. Okay. So is that not the best one? I don't know. I think that I think they're all equally good. But I was surprised. I thought I don't know. I don't know which one I thought you go for. Okay. So, um, big dick shit shag. We were saying earlier about like big dick energy. This was one of those guys who would just brag endlessly about having a big dick. And he would be talking oh. with his friends and they'd be like taking the piss out of each other. And then he'd go, yeah, well, I'm bigger than you. So, oh like my God. literally, what? that is the kind of energy. And I mean, I guess he's, he's fairly sort of good looking, like very sort of, sort of typical mm. um, attractive, but in a sort of smug bastard kind of way. Mm-hmm. And that was my type back then when I was like 18. Um, I only went for the arrogant sort of smug bastards because that's just where my head was at. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, and this guy, uh, he and I, so basically he took me back to his flat um, after I'd sort of, he was working at this bar and like he'd been sort of giving me drinks all night. And then um, we went back to his flat. And first of all, as we were going up into his flat, he said, oh, um, I just realized I haven't made my bed. And I was like, oh, no, that's that's okay, kind of thing. Like, I don't care, I'm not picky. <laughs> and then um, went into his room and I realised that his bed was like a single camp bed. What? That had, like, not been made to the point where, like, it was just like a bare mattress and just, like, bedding sort of, like, lying on the floor and stuff. And it just looked like just the most uninviting thing. Oh and his goodness. room was tiny as well. And I was just like, Ew. oh, shit. And I was like, it's fine. I might as well go, you know, carry on. Because, like, I, I did fancy him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he can have that. Um, <laughs> and then so we're, like, sort of making out and stuff. And then I just sort of, obviously, you're touching each other over your clothes. And I sort of touch him. And I can feel, like, his dick kind of, like, goes around, like, to Oh, sort of my like, fucking like, God. Like, kind of up and ar- slightly around his waist almost. Whoa. Like, it was quite, quite big. What the hell? And, and that sounds like, too big. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, I'd been with like quite big guys before him so I was like okay this is fine anyway so like the actual sex like he didn't do anything for me um, you know which was the norm back then and now I kind of demand it (laughs) and then at one point he like sort of was um, fucking me like from behind and um, he just suddenly like pulls out. So I'm I'm just about getting into it. I'm yeah. like, yeah, this is good. Okay, cool. Am I gonna come? Pro- mm, we'll see. Wait, and how then, big was his dick? Like quite like porn star. Mm, I don't know about porn star. I just it felt quite. It didn't feel actually as big as it looked. If that makes sense. Maybe it was a weird situation. Maybe you just fancied yeah. him a lot, and then that makes you more Maybe. open, and it's you're not as tight Maybe. and like. 
Maybe like, I was having a lot ready. of sex when I was 18, so maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> like I was ready. But um, but he was, yes, he was fucking me like doggy style. And then suddenly he pulls out and then um, like sort of slaps his dick on my back and like comes all over my back. Oh my God. <laughs> and like sort of just jizzes everywhere. And oh, I'm like, you idiot. Fuck. And, I, and I kind of like sort of like get all shaky because I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that. I feel like that's something you should ask permission about. And yeah, I was just like, like, I've been with a lot of guys who go, oh, I'm going to come. Like, like just to let me know and I'm like cool yeah I and love that that's so cool and like you can kind of anticipate it and be like okay come on me come in me you can tell them what to do yeah. but this guy just pulled himself out and just like jizzed all over my back without warning and so I was like oh shit okay I guess that's that's that then that's you done and then I was like oh okay and then he kind of sort of sat back and was like oh that was great kind of thing like that's it and I was like right okay cool and I was like can you can you like clean me up a bit kind of thing and he threw um, a damp towel over my back just oh like there you go God. kind of thing and I was like oh uh, I'm thanks shocked <laughs> if you could see my face right now <laughs> I mean was he 18 as well disgusted yes, yes so he same was, age as me he just had no fucking clue no I don't think he did the poor guy Jesus yeah. those are the poor sort you. boys that need yeah. to listen to this podcast fuck number five the fuck that made me Um, recently I had a re- like it's constantly changing there are so many different sort of fucks that kind of shape sort of what you like and ha- where you go kind of with your sexuality and stuff but I would say mo- the most recent one that's kind of changed my mindset a bit was when so my current boyfriend likes to use toys mm. he is the first Yay. guy I know he's the first guy I've been with who has like been open to it kind of thing so like a lot good. of guys have talked about it but never been like brave enough to actually do it yeah mm-hmm. And he, um, uh, so he'll use kind of toys on me and stuff. And I have to like fight myself not to kind of take over and be like, no, do it like this kind of thing yes. to begin with. He's yeah. kind of, he's got it now. But um, he, so we were home alone at my place and he, I was getting in the shower and he came and just sort of sat at the end of the shower and just watched me have a shower. Like, not like in a sort of, you know, like sexy way, kind of like that he was sort of wanking at the time or anything. He was just watching me have a shower. And he was just kind of, and it was just the fact that he was sort of watching. I didn't try and be extra cute or anything. I was just watching myself like, oh, this is weird. This is just like part of my everyday life. And you're just watching me. Okay. And then, but it felt really lovely and really intimate. And then we went from there into my room. And like I said, oh, this is the part where normally, because it's like sort of my routine. Every time I have a shower in the morning, I like go into my room and like have a wank. Mm -hmm. And I said, this is the part where I normally wank. Like my body's used to it. So how would you feel if I had a bit of a wank? And he goes, yeah, no, that's fine. Can I like join in? Can I sort of be there kind of thing? So he was lying next to me while I was having a wank with one of my toys. Oh my God, hot. And oh my goodness, he like leaned into my ear and started like talking to me. Talking like really gets me off. And so he was just like, oh yeah, does that feel good? Can you feel it? Can you feel that building? Like just really simple like kind of things. And I was like, shit. And it got to a point where I think I like low key like screamed when I came. So I was like, (laughs) just because it was so different and so hot and it felt extra intimate because it's something I do with myself Mm -hmm. like every day and he was then kind of in on it kind of thing that's so nice it's almost like crossing some sort of boundary as well because that is sharing yeah it's so private in a way Mm. like masturbation yeah I mean if if someone was watching me masturbate the way I do at night when no one's watching like it's not a pretty sight it's it's sexy (laughs) but you know you're double chinning and you're all tensed up and you're you're not really saying anything you're not moaning and groaning you're kind of like (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you just kind of jerk forwards. Yeah, like like, when you come, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're, you're like, you're like staring abs. at the ceiling, like clenching with like concentration. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Because again, like masturbating when you're living with your parents or you've got siblings, you train yourself not to say anything or oh, moan totally. or make too much noise. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when I masturbate on my own, especially when my, my lovely partner's asleep in bed, I have to keep really quiet and still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I st- I still don't feel 100% comfortable masturbating whilst my partner's in Definitely bed Definitely well. not, mm. unless he's involved. But yeah. often or not, it's like, uh, can you just like roll over the other way? And, like, <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> let, me let me do this. Yeah. Yeah. But being a part of it, mate, if yeah. he rolled over and started whispering in my ear, playing with my nipples. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was very hot. Different thing. Oh, yeah. So mm. hot. But then would you have to perform? You know, could you be yourself masturbating or would you have to put on a sexier physique yeah, and I definitely face? I definitely used to perform when I first started having sex. So like it's really weirdly specific. Do you guys, have you guys watched True Blood? Yeah. <gasps> That's okay. my favorite show. All right, ever. cool. <laughs> so I watched it when I was like fifteen and it was yeah. like the hottest thing I'd ever seen. Like mm. in the first episode it's when you've got hot. like fucking Jason so Stackhouse like fucking. eating this girl out and I'm like, Oh my god. Yeah. And like so that used to really get me off when I was like fifteen. And but then it also sort of warped my brain a bit because whenever my boyfriend then would just get inside me, I would immediately start kind of like moaning like Sookie Stackhouse would as soon yeah. as like she was touched. She'd be like, Oh and so I would <laughs> do that and then that would be like performing and so then I kind of would distract myself from like my own pleasure because I'd be so wrapped up in kind of sounding the like I was enjoying myself mm-hmm. you know yeah whereas now I try really hard not to do that and as a result I am a bit self-conscious of the noises I make sometimes because yeah. like you've got the really kind of oh, like really guttural noises mm, you yeah. make my current boyfriend has made me growl before like properly like kind of thing like, wow <laughs> which I've never done before and I was like fuck as soon as it happened I was like what um and yeah, but I didn't, this one time when he was kind of sort of there, kind of like with me, I was like, okay, I must remember that like, this is my time and this is what I'm doing. He's yeah. just there as well. Yeah. And I'm not like doing it for him. I'm doing it for myself kind of thing. And so, yeah, I think obviously I made more of a noise, but I think that's because he was there. Kind yeah. Of so yeah, that's so good. For fuck's sake. Okay, so... Our listener's question this week Mm -hmm. is, I find myself wanting to masturbate in hotel rooms while traveling for work, but not wanting to travel with sex toys. Deep fear of TSA looking through my luggage and finding it. Any tips for female masturbation without toys? Oh my, I love it when they have to look into my bag and they see my sex toys. Yeah. I am so proud. Yeah. I'm literally like, oh, like, yeah, there's something big in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Whoops. And I bring it out and I like, wave it around. I'm like, sorry. It's not a bomb. <laughs> but that's the thing, it makes them more awkward than it makes you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, in my case, anyway, I'd be kind of like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, they... it shouldn't be that way. You shouldn't be ashamed no. and it shouldn't, like, you just shouldn't feel like you are not allowed to travel mm-hmm. with sex toys because of that. TSA but, might be a bit trickier. Like, yeah. we, it depends on what country you're flying to and flying from. Yeah. Because I know, like, Amsterdam is mm. so lax when it comes to getting through security. Yeah. Yeah. I was downing a bottle of water thinking I, I wouldn't be allowed it. And it's like, no, 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 it's fine. You can bring bring that in. Food, oh, water's no fine. They were just super chill, really yeah. happy. But, I mean, okay. people at fucking Gap. Week. holy shit they go quite <laughs> miserable <hard. laughs> and last yeah. time they were really really particular about my liquids but 
I mean, is TSA American? I think so. And oh, American okay. airports oh, are yeah, I bet the be worst. Very yes. tough. Yeah, could you imagine? They find a sex toy and they're like, we're uh. not going to let you fly today because you're a slut. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's like slut-shaming. Yeah, it is yeah. literally slut-shaming. Oh, okay, but masturbation tips okay, without my, a toy. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah. My advice, shower head. Ooh, Ooh good Honestly, one. like good. when I was kind of a teenager, the shower head was my go-to. Power yeah. Shower. I had a power shower at home. Oh my God. great. My dad had yeah. a power shower and oh. they wondered why I took like hour-long showers. Yes, I would take That's so long. My doing? parents would be I'm banging like, on the door like, all right, some of us need to shower too. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> But yeah, I didn't buy any toys until I was at uni, mm-hmm. like you know. So because I always had the shower head. Yeah. But yeah, so that's my tip. Or like it, jacuzzi jets, if they're if you're fancy yeah. enough to have like a jacuzzi bath. <laughs> I mean, that would be good. Yeah, I think it's quite hard as well when you when you use sex toys quite regularly mm-hmm. to yeah. then go to masturbate without them. It's really hard. Really um, hard. I've been finding that. Um, with my masturbation I'm using a sensitivity gel so something that I mean I don't know if it if it's actually if it actually does anything or it's a you know psychosomatic it mentally makes me feel more charged like CBD oil um, oh yeah. Lube. yeah, yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, I mean, tingle lube, for example. Mm. Sometimes uh, it's like a really expensive tube of this stuff that you're supposed to put directly on your clitoris, and then it m- heightens the sensitivity. Does it like engorge the clitoris? Does it like <laughs> swell it up? It's hard to like... say. I mean, I've got a tiny, tiny clit. I can yeah. barely find it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> mine, fuck are you? mine gets so swollen during sex and like yeah. masturbation, yeah, like, to the same. point where it's like, oh, like I'm so sensitive. I'm like, don't touch me, don't touch me. Mm. My clit ends up looking like a little slug. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Love me. It's like, oh, oh. Okay. Um, but I would definitely take time to like make yourself feel more mm. comfortable and and yeah. separate a session. If you're going to masturbate, separate time where you can get yourself chill and relax yeah. and really yeah. focus on yourself. A lot of foreplay with your body. Yeah, that can really help when it comes to mm-hmm. going back to hands because mm-hmm. it's like you know finding yourself back in tune. Yeah, and also and use the right dominant hand as well to yeah. rub your clit yeah. because. Otherwise, you, you're the rhythm's off if you yeah. use your less dominant hand. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Although sometimes it's fun to try with the other hand. You're like, yeah. oh. I had a lot of guy friends who have told me that they'll sort of masturbate with their like non the non dominant hand to make it feel like it's someone else doing. Yeah, it. I've heard that. <laughs> and I'll be like, like, really? Does that work? <laughs> no, it's so. just your arm gets more tired more quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I'm not I put, used to it. Sometimes I put like just one finger like really slightly into my vagina yes. whilst oh, playing yeah. my clit and it just I don't know what it is it's just about that little like entrance hole being played with like a little yeah. bit because we have makes, nerve endings yeah. there don't we and on top of that when when I get more turned on my my vagina muscles contract and yes. squeeze and I mm. like feeling that on my fingers yeah. and on, on a sex yeah. toy but on fingers and it just I don't know it if I stick two fingers in, it's like my vagina likes squeezing against something and yeah. then my clitoris is more heightened. It's oh, so, so interesting. interesting. Yeah. 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 Vaginas are crazy. And Vaginas. do you remember my, my favourite hamburger technique from oh, yeah, that, back oh. in the day before I had sex toys when I was a teenager? <laughs> Is it like American pie? <laughs> yeah, fuck a pie. Um, yeah, You've got your outer labia. Right. And you place both of your index fingers on the outer labia so that it's like you know like the hamburger buns of your right of right. your vagina <laughs> vulva and then you move the fingers like back and forth like and so you're rubbing the clitoris but like indirectly oh. with your own skin mm. yeah i know what you mean 
I mean, I've not used that techniques for a very long time, oh, but yeah. it worked back in the day. It's really mm. hard. Mm. I remember when I was masturbating those, I used to try all kinds of weird positions and yeah. different directions and things. Um, but yeah, or just buy one of those hidden vibrators to go through security yeah. with. Like you can get lipstick vibrators. I was going to say they do lipstick ones. ones. You can get like ones you can wear as a necklace. Oh, what? That's I know, sick. like they're so little and they just kind of like fold away. Yeah. yeah. I've seen that those before. There are options. Fucking hell. So this week's sex story is... I'm in a new long-distance relationship. We knew we were going to go five weeks before we saw each other again. And she asked me if I thought I could keep from touching myself or looking at porn the entire time. Five weeks! I accepted her challenge and asked asked for her support no matter how difficult it got. She made me watch her she made me watch her touch herself to countless orgasms, teasing me relentlessly for, for over 35 days. Oh <gasps> my god. I was so teased, I found myself almost orgasming from the thought of her when we were finally back together she wanted me to come inside her even if it only took me one thrust well i made it to about five before (laughs) i had the most satisfying explosive orgasm of my entire life i caved into her and i knew it was all worth it that's fucking dedication that's like the extreme like edging Yes. yes. To the extreme. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Imagine not masturbating for over oh, 35 days. I yeah, that's insane. And watching your partner mm. masturbate like on FaceTime, Skype, whatever they were doing. Holy oh, oh, shit, that's oh, no. so good. Oh, <laughs> ideas. Everyone's like, that'd be just too I'm much. Yeah, I think five <laughs> weeks is too much. I feel like I don't think yeah, I could do it. Maybe no. do like two weeks, but even yeah. then, that's a push. Yeah. It's oh, like a challenge. Oh my god, that would be so hot though. Yeah. I'm just imagining like being away from my partner for like a long time and like him video calling me yeah and just like tossing himself off yeah oh whoa that would be hot mm. whoa <laughs> well unfortunately it's time for us to fuck Oh, oh fuck off. so sad. Oh Thank you so much for coming on, Grace. You've Thank been you fantastic. For me. Yes, Thank you've been you amazing. So and thanks for sharing. And I hope everything mentally, physically, sexually goes wonderful for the rest of your life. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Same to you both. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Where can our lovely listeners find you? So I blog at almostamazinggrace.co.uk. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Grace Latter. Mm -hmm. amazing thank you so much everyone please remember to subscribe rate and review our podcast Mm, as well as share the shit out of it because sharing is caring yeah (laughs) (laughs) well you will hear us next week (laughs) bye 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 In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch, involved in a then-unheard-of secret organisation called the Illuminati, and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. 
From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. <laughs> 